Hi, I am Michael. I am an entrepreneur, small business owner, investor, improv artist, and a whole bunch of things I don't do so well. And I'm very, very neurotic. But most of all, I'm a TV host and I'm your host for what we call the Second Scene Podcast. It is a Dweebs Global production where they give free mentorship help. Anything from resume writing to mental health. It's completely free. It, it, around the world, everywhere, please, dweebsglobal.org. So I am here today with Peter Locks. Peter is a copywriter and a recruiter during the day and by night an author, or more specifically a new author for his book called Graham Crackery, Food Detective. And yes, your ears did not deceive you. That is the name of the book. And to be clear, it's a full-fledged detective novel. And Peter has a punny-quivocal ability to fit in hundreds of punishingly fantastic punny puns. <laughs> I tried. I don't know. I'm not so good at it, but... I'd get no, it was my, great. My best. <laughs> hey, look, I'm a huge fan of puns. I'm a new dad, so it's even better for me to be, you know, very punny and everything. Um, puns are one of my favorite things. So I do not believe it's a lowbrow form of humor. I think it's way up there. It just sneaks past a lot of people. So I wanted to put it out there for everybody. That's great. I know my, my friends and I in college used to have uh, pun like contests. We'd, we'd, <laughs> we'd throw them back and forth to see who come up with the best ones. But it's been a long time, so I'm way out of practice. <laughs> I just got, I put a bunch out there and I started writing the second one actually already. So I'm trying to get as much, it's, it's good to get those juices flowing. It's fun to just pun intended again. Um, I should just walk around with a tattoo that says pun intended because most of the time that's what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what brought you to want to write this book? How did this, uh, oh. I'm not even sure where to even start with it, but how did you, how did you come up with this idea? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. One of the things that I noticed was, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the Jerry Seinfeld movie, B-movie. Mm-hmm. He, I guess for how that came about was he was at a dinner with, I think, Steven Spielberg, and he said that it was kind of awkward conversation. He didn't really know what to say, and he kind of threw out there, I want to make a B-movie about, you know, bees, like it was the pun on the B-movie. And so that's how it it kind of began, and I was joking about that one day with somebody, but I had graham crackers, and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if there was a detective named Graham Crackery? And for some reason, it just built from there, so... Not the comparison, but just the story reminded me of it. Right, right, right. It's one of those things that stuck in your head and you couldn't let it go. Could Yeah, and then it just kind of built from there. And then five years, I would say five or six rewrites, five years later, and now I got it here. <laughs> you know, I was at first I thought it would, it was, I, I'm sure people get confused thinking it's like a kid's book, but it's not yeah. at all. Well, the thing is, originally I had a lot of people pushing in that direction. Like, it's, you know, the, it's a funny title. And I had an illustrator, you know, illustrated for me, which Sonny Duran, she did a fantastic job um, on the illustrations. But I think I was pushed in the kind of YA middle grade market for a while. But as I kept writing, I thought it was sort of like it could be funny for anybody. I think adults will appreciate it. I think kids would appreciate it. It's not too graphic one way or the other. So it's a lot of tongue in cheek. And I think, you know, right now and as crazy as times are, silliness is much appreciated and in short supply. So I wanted to uh, put it out there. I, I think silliness is what gets us all kind of through the day is as silly as that sounds. <laughs> I completely agree. Uh, I, I mean, we all need, we all need a lot of humor, our humor in our lives right now. And, um, sometimes the sillier, the better. So I always talk about, I do improv and I mean, it's some of yeah. the, some of the, I hate to say the word stupidest, but it is some of the stupidest <laughs> humor and it's the funniest. Like it's, it's, it's simple. It's, it's fun. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah, you know, Steve, Steve Martin, he has this whole thing about when he started coming out, it was 
right after the whole Nixon Watergate and everything was, the country was kind of in disarray. And he thought, you know what, there's a lot I can do with this. And I just want to be silly and kind of goofy. And he built that whole, that whole perspective. And, you know, again, we're in the same kind of crazy times, nothing really makes sense anymore. So why not at least make something that's funny in the process and give somebody something to laugh at? I like, I like making people laugh. I think that's kind of the great equalizer. You know, everybody, if you're laughing, we're all on the same page. It doesn't matter who you are or what you're about. If you're laughing, we're laughing together. And, and I think that's what's important right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, what's the, you know, uh, it's the first book you've written. So how was the process of writing the book? Like, where do you even begin and, uh, and how, do you, how do you carry it on to fruition? For a long time, I had been trying to write anything and nothing really made sense. I didn't really have the passion down for anything, you know. And then once this Graham Crackery idea came out, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to write down the bare bones of the story. Even if it's garbage, just write it all out. So I think I wrote like 50 or some odd pages of it. Um, and as I was reading it and rereading it, I realized none of it really made sense. There was the characters that didn't tie into one another. So, you know, the process just, it, it, obviously it took years and um, different parts of my life kind of either pushed it back or inspired it one way or the other. And it was just a lot of rewrites and, and tying things together and then diving into the research of what it takes to be a self-published author, how to really get there. And a lot of it was um, swallowing the idea that I'm a great writer right off the bat and I need to have a lot of editors take a look at this. So I had two really great editors um, review my work, uh, really gave me incredible insights on how to make changes. Um, and then from there, I just kind of found any moment I could when inspiration hit. I just started writing it. I would eat a lot of graham crackers during the process, for sure. Um, <laughs> inspiration. <laughs> and I just, you know, it's a lot of, you know, just pushing it when when I can. And I, I wanted to get the book out actually a year ago, um, but I just didn't have the ability. And, and writer's block is, is real and it'll get you. But when you finally get that motivation back, I just ran with it. And any any chance I could. Um, you know, I tried to write and, and just keep building off of it, trying to make it better. Okay. What advice can you give people, uh, just to get past the hurdles? It's, it's overwhelming. It's almost any, any big endeavor somebody takes when you think about the whole endeavor as a whole, or, or just yeah. try to aim for the end. It's almost impossible. It's, it's at least for me, it overwhelms me. Totally. There was a lot of times, you know, my wife will attest to this. There was a lot of times where she was like, I was saying, you know, I give up. There's no point. I'm never going to get it down. I don't have the story. The ending makes me, I just, there was always a reason why not. Um, but there's always a million reasons why not at the end of it is your success. And that doesn't mean if it's, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, financial success or, or notoriety or anything. It's, you know, you put something out there that's important to you. And I think that was what kept me going. And um, I just wanted to, I wanted to complete this hurdle. It was a big deal. It was a book that I cared a lot about. And if you have passion and if you have drive and if you have somewhat of an end goal, I think you can kind of do anything. And um, that's kind of what I did in this. You just, any days of doubt, just go, you'll, you'll get it out there eventually. Picture the, write the last page of your story, so to speak. Right, right, right. So, so you were a copywriter before, so you've done writing. What type of writing were you doing before the book or even, I guess you're still doing it. You're still a copywriter, so. Somewhat, yeah. I mean, you know, I do some freelance here and there, but essentially I did, I was started in advertising. Um, I went to school for it. I really liked writing all the way through my life, but uh, I thought, well, this is a practical way to, to do it. So I worked on clients like Papa John's and things like that. I had a lot of people that um, were awesome mentors to me and really helped me see, you know, how to, how to write better and how to be more pithy and, and you know, kind of tie where I needed to be. So I think copywriting has always kind of stuck with me 
throughout my career, but I've kind of morphed it into what I wanted it to be versus what I thought it had to be for, for lack of a better word. Okay. Okay. Um, how do you come? Copywriting has always been interesting to me because you're, you're always selling, essentially you're selling something, right? Is sure. that, is that the definition of copywriting or <laughs> for the most part? I mean, yeah, it, it, uh, moving into social media copywriting is I think when I finally started to not understand it as much because social media kind of is like the moon, for me, I'm not as adept at it, and I think that's where, that's where the real like meat and potatoes is right now. And I just, you know, if you can get there, it's it's tough. It's the, I think it's the old thing. Like I wanted to write a shorter sentence, I didn't have the time. You just it's, you, it's easy to write and write and write, but then to cut it down to something that's manageable and funny and works, it's really difficult. Right to to bring it to its essence and bring it to the core of what you're trying to say in as brief amount <laughs> yeah. of words as you can. I mean, especially now nowadays. Uh, get people's attention and keep it. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's what I wanted to do with the book is to keep puns as, you know, keep them flowing as much as you can. Cause ultimately that's, I think why the book is funny. A lot of people wanted me to do it in like a, um, like a comic book type style or make it more, more animated. But I feel like the puns are what make it interesting. And then keeping, you know, that attention span, keeping it pithy and, and the story that's tight as well, I think helps. <laughs> right. Right. I don't think people see the cover and I don't know if they're, they're not going to, they're going to be surprised with what they get once they get the book, especially I, I got a digital copy. So not knowing that it was a, I didn't realize it was a full fledged novel. That's why I keep saying this. Like you wouldn't know that off the bat. Yeah. I'm seeing. glad you're saying that because it, it does come off as kind of like a, a kitty little like, you know, picture book adventure. Um, and that's sort of what I wanted to build. You know, I, I had a lot of people say, like, what is your intended audience? Especially when you're putting this out there, you have to have always an intended audience. And it's hard because, you know, it sounds like it's a kid's book. There are, you know, adult-ish themes in there, I guess you'd say. But at the end of the day, it's really for anybody. And, and I feel like, not that it's like creating its own movement, but I want to see if Graham Crackery has its own voice amongst things. It's not YA, it's not middle grade, it's not adult, it's not... It's just, it's its own thing. You know, everybody can take what it, from it what they want. Got you. Did, was it always a goal of yours to write a book? Was that always? I think, it, I think it took a long time for me to realize that. You know, writing was a big deal for me for a while, so that's why I got into copywriting. Um, and then I started to move into auto retail of the copywriting section, which is like, don't get me wrong, the people that do it, if you can keep that going, that's great. But eventually it's just changing the years and the price points. And I, it just kind of got to me. I wanted to see something tangible for my results. Um, and that's when I got into recruiting because I wanted to help get people jobs and I liked asking questions and I liked kind of getting to know people and learning. And then I, you know, I'm a big detective fan, whether it's TV movies, whatever, like I love the Batman, Great Mouse Detective was a huge inspiration for me growing up. So I think all that kind of combined into writing a, a silly detective story. Gotcha. Is that, is that something, did you always want to do comedy? Did you always want to write comedy in the end? Or, or is that just something that kind of changed or you got into as you get older? I mean, I, I ha, I've always wanted to do stand-up comedy. And then when I was in my early 20s, I, I finally did it. Um, and it was awesome. I did it for a while on and off. But then I realized, you know, how, the commitment that it takes. I mean, you just, I recently learned that you just started doing stand-up too. So it's like, you really gotta, it's a grind. It's fun. It's awesome. It's, it's funny. It's challenging, but it's a grind. And also that silence when you're met with it is really, really hard. <laughs> I think I, I did this one bit one time where it, it ended with, I, I, I had ended with a group of kids yelling, poop your pants. That was just the whole bit, the way it, it worked out. And I ended up like really full into this, like yelling it on stage. 
and I was met with silence. And I didn't go back up on stage for a year. When I did, I had a better set. I, I kind of timed it out better. But man, that that's harsh when you really lay into something and it's just nothing. Yeah, um, I, I, so. I always describe it as like silence is like the loudest boo or the loudest oh, like, yeah. disappointment of somebody just. Yeah, it's when you hard man, when you hear that silence, it's tough. And then you know, I liked it again, like I said, and I like making people laugh. That's kind of my ultimate goal. But I feel like. Again, through trial and error, what makes sense and what didn't make sense in my life, that's where I eventually wound up to writing the book. And, and I think that's where I want to take it and, you know, hopefully eventually start doing events, <clears throat> talking to people and sharing the humor of it, sharing the, the, the drive of what it takes. And, you know, I, I think it's a fun experience that everybody should be, should be able to, to try out and do. Right. I mean, they're both different forms of entertainment in a lot of ways. It's, you don't get the immediate feedback, though, from the book. So I would... Yeah. That's, Especially because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm, I just started reading it, or I might read it, or, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting through it. It's like, yeah, you, there's no immediate, like, I can see what sales come through, or, uh, you know, people that, you know, friends and family that, oh, I texted, I got the book, whatever, and that's awesome. But, yeah, there's no, the, the response is really different um, than, like, like, you know, being up on stage or whatever the case is. And it's sort of like, I like to be able to write quietly to myself, so I don't mind getting the praise quietly to myself, although, you know, the praise is nice when you're there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's hard to put yourself out there all the time and, and have that energy and feed that. So I feel like that's why writing is, frankly, a little bit easier in that way, because I can kind of go off to my own and, and write. Gotcha. You can do it more on your own time. Yeah, I don't think people realize how much work stand-up comedy is, because it's not just the not just the 15 minutes you're up on stage. I mean, you almost have to live it 24 hours a day because you constantly have to be working on your material, coming up with new material, grinding the voice it, and everything. And, and, and reacting to stuff that happens is one time I was about to go up on stage. It was like an open mic night. This isn't like I was a huge anything, but this one guy did a backflip as he left the stage. He goes, I like to end all my shows doing a backflip. And the, the crowd went nuts. And it's like, how do you even, I can't, I'm not, I can't do any of that. So I just, I kind of want, I like to start all my shows by doing a backflip and I just flopped on the ground because what else are you going to do? You know, right. <laughs> you just got to roll, roll with those moments. And it's like, but then that, those are the most fun because it's like for all the lack of, for all the lack of laughter and the poop your pants bits, you can also get it from somewhere else. Oh yeah. And that's oh, the yeah. last time I'll say poop your pants on your show. I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I, I, I laugh at it every time. <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> No, I find uh, sometimes the comedy or when I've done stand up or Im improv, especially it's when you're not thinking, when you're doing the least amount of thinking, the funniest stuff. Comes yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're judging yourself less. I think so. that's, that's one of the reasons. Yeah. It's like, you're just having fun. You're talking, you're just having a conversation. You're, you're just getting your, you know, talk, seeing what, what makes sense. And if it works great. And if not, oh, well, you know, mm -hmm. like you're saying that immediate feedback that you get from the, from the audience. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you got into recruiting because you really wanted to help people, essentially you wanted to help people get careers and lives and, and, and progress. Yeah, I started with a recruiting agency. A friend of mine was hiring and I, that's where I learned recruiting is just at the agency where it's like you're dialing all day. You're learning to talk to people and ask the right questions. You know, if you can ask anybody any job and most people can be taught how to do a job because right, they're taught in the first place how to do this particular job. That's why they're applying there. Um, but to have the conversation, to, to get to know the people, the people within their personalities, because ultimately you're going to sit next to them every day. You're going to want to grab drinks with them after work. So you want to know that they you know, work within the team and everything. 
And so getting to know like the ability to, to ask questions, to get at the heart of people and what they're really trying to be about, I think that's what um, also was cool for recruiting. And then, you know, again, writing a detective novel, I think kind of wraps that all together with my curious nature and, and asking a lot of questions and things like that. Got you. Were, were you uh, in class or in, in school? Were you, were you bugging the teacher with questions every two seconds? And <laughs> Yeah, there was, <laughs> I, there's a phrase that rings around in my head is Peter, just stop. I like to ask too many questions and that's been bugging around for, for years. A lot of people but at the same time, hey, you know, I, I get a joke. I'm like the Riddler. I just I can't not ask questions. It's my problem. But you get to know people from a different perspective. And I think a lot of the times it's not just questions like, how's your day? How's this? But like just random things. What would you do if this? It's almost <laughs> I feel like I'm a prompt book walking around asking people questions sometimes. But, um, you know, it's fun to get to know people and to share these things rather than just how's the weather? Oh, it's great. You know, you know. Right. So me, me telling my son that he asked too many questions or, or not wanting to answer his questions all the time, I'm not, I'm not damaging him, right? He's still... That's, well, that's where I'm, my son's almost two and I can't, I'm like at the point where I'm like, man, as many questions as you have, I have answers, like pepper them with me, but or pepper me with them. But at the same time, I'm sure it'll get to that point where I'm like, I don't actually have any more answers for you. <laughs> well, after a long day of work and I come home to my 13 year old and he comes to my bedroom just to ask me question after question after question. <laughs> You're like, oh, man, I got nothing. Oh, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> it's really hard. I try my best, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, and that's why I feel like writing is a good outlet half the time for just whatever your, whatever that thing is. Like I like to get to ask questions and if that can be uh, apparently too much sometimes. And it's also, I put that into a book, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, are you planning on making this a uh, series? Is this a, like the first book in a? In yeah, I want to. It, it ends to open up a lot of questions. Um, and I'll say that now. I, I feel like there's a few things that are that happen towards the end of the book that don't get resolved. I will plan on resolving in the second one that I said I'm already already writing. So I want to have it a series for sure, where kind of like each prologue is a, um, a wrap up from the previous book and then time passes in the new case presented presents itself so eventually this will be a series um but it's just fun to get it out there to see what it is now and i think a lot of it too is putting it out there especially something new that i don't know what it is and i don't know where the audience is and discovering all that is fun finding out who likes what and what parts stick out and things like that are, are really interesting how do you get that from the book since you're not getting what you stand up you hear people laugh so you're like okay i know that's <laughs> i know that worked how do you get that from a book that's got to be a lot more difficult I like to uh, ask people the questions. Uh, no, I'll basically reach out. Like, what'd you think? You know, people will say I got the book and I try to wait a little bit of time and go, what did you think? Or, or try to at least back off and let them tell me that they read it. But, you know, it's really just trying to see, you know, how, um, how people react to it. Uh, there's a couple events that I'm trying to do in my area. There's one store called the Book Bookshop, um, Bookmark Shop, sorry, uh, that's in Brooklyn. So I feel like I'm going to start to get hopefully a little bit of a fan base from that aspect as well, kind of, um, you know, seeing what people in the community think, seeing what friends and family think. And that's really where I'm getting any type of feedback. And ultimately, you know, I wrote the book uh, without, I wrote the book just kind of with my vision with it. And I'll see where the second one goes same way. But, you know, feedback always does help. Are there enough puns left out there for you to... Yeah, I'll say one thing that there's a jury situation at one point, and I feel like there's uh, 
a lot of egg names that you can do things with. So if there's a jury that's a dozen, you know, <laughs> I'm already I'm already halfway down the list of those. So it's really fun, and it's fun to to see how many more keep coming up. It, it's I'm I'm curious to see where all this goes. <laughs> right. Uh, it'd be funny to, to I'm sure I'm sure you corner your friends or hanging out with your friends and uh, you pun uh, brainstorming sessions. Yeah. <laughs> Half of them, half the time, they're always trying to send me a few puns, which is awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, I can't even help it. It's just in my conversation, even like in a in my adult world, just in my job, I can't help but throw puns out there because why not? It's it's more fun. If life is already uh, stressful and and things like that, why not at least? Again, I'm I'll make you laugh or or at least try to make you laugh. And if that doesn't work, then I tried. <laughs> well, I think that's a good way to be every day. Um, yeah, why not? Definitely. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can people find the book? You can get it anywhere uh, online right now. Uh, Barnes & Noble has the ebook as well. Um, I think that's probably where you got it. Correct. Uh, bookmark Shop. Uh, that's Shop with two P's and an E. That's in Brooklyn. They're um, a local store. Buy local. They ship for free. Uh, you can get the hardcover there. And I can sign it as well because it's in my area. So I can literally walk down the street there. <laughs> All right, definitely. I'm going to put the link underneath the video or the audio or whatever platform you're listening or watching this on. There will be links to the book and to his website. So please get it. Looks hilarious. I bought it the other day and started it and it is hilarious and it's super creative <laughs> and fun and a different way to really uh, go after a detective novel. It's very, it's very different, original, and I love that. Thank you, man. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, I hope you like the book. Let me know. Other, I'll try not to question you too much about it, but keep <laughs> me posted on if you like it. And uh, yeah, I appreciate your time and, and let me on. All right. I don't mind the questions as long as it's not a day that my son's already out, out, <laughs> out questioned me for the day. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to eat time it out. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. And again, this Thank is you. a Dweebs Global Production. Uh, Dweebs Global is a nonprofit organization. That's why we do the podcast. They give free mentorship help around the world, every language, anywhere. Dweebsglobal.org. Anything from mental health to resume writing and everything in between. So we'll see you all next week. Thanks.